Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome, welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I am Jason Whitlock, your host. Uh, I'm in army fatigues, camo uh, gear because we're going to war today uh, with my hangover. Uh, I don't drink very often. I had some drinks uh, last night at the cookout and woke up a little bit sluggish this morning, so I put on some camo and I'm ready to go to war to combat uh, this little hungover feeling. But I did have a good time last night. I hope you guys. Uh, enjoyed the cookout. We had great food from Good Ranchers. The, gr- the Good Ranchers Wagyu burgers, ah, my favorite thing from last night. And there was a lot of good food here, a lot of good liquor, and a good conversation. Uh, but we are here today, back better than ever. Uh, Shamika Michelle, Delano Squires, TJ Moe, all joining me in studio uh, for a conversation we're going to unpack today. It will probably, I I, want to get to other topics, but this Kanye West topic is so enormous that we may not get anyplace else than just uh, Kanye West. So I'm not going to preview the rest of the show because, uh, you know, all of us, uh, particularly Delano and TJ, are very long winded. Uh, (laughs) And and I'm right there with them. And so uh, who knows? Uh, how far we'll get because I think there's a lot to unpack as it relates to Kanye West. So I'm not even gonna, I'm not going to talk about the rest of the show. But so I'm going to try to uh, get us into this Kanye West conversation. Give us some context if you haven't been paying attention. Kanye uh, canceled by his agency CAA. Uh, I used to be rep by CAA three different times, so I have a little insight there. Uh, Kanye Adidas has kicked Kanye West to the curb. Uh, I wear a lot of Adidas, uh, so I have some (laughs) insight there. Uh, Kanye West is in the process, the system is in the process of canceling Kanye West. And he did an interview, I believe yesterday, or it aired yesterday, uh, with a YouTuber named Lex Friedman, I believe is his name. It's a very, very fascinating interview. We're going to have to listen to a significant amount of that so that we have this conversation in proper context as we try to evaluate what's going on with Kanye West. Uh, But before I do any of that, before we jump into it, I wanna uh, talk about uh, our good friend and show sponsor, CrowdHealth. Uh, Putting your life on autopilot is a guaranteed way to disappointment. If you're carelessly buy a new house, marry just anybody, or make any other big life decision before taking care of yourself, what are you doing? Let's be honest, the insurance model is broken. Thanks to CrowdHealth, we can do something about it. CrowdHealth puts your health care back in your hands. Cut out the middleman, save money, and fund your health care costs without relying on big government or big insurance companies. 
only pay the first $500 of any healthcare event. The crowd health community takes care of the rest. No exclusive doctor networks, no huge premiums or high deductibles, no surprises. Crowd health beats insurance by totally reversing the vicious incentives that got us into this mess in the first place. So take charge of your healthcare today with crowd health. Open enrollment is the only time you can hit eject on the broken system without penalty, so don't wait. And for a limited time, join for just $99 per month for your first six months when you use the promo code FEARLESS at crowdhealth.com. That's joincrowdhealth.com, promo code FEARLESS. Crowd Health is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. All right, guys, are you, are you guys buckled up and ready for this uh, Kanye conversation? I, I gave you guys all morning and parts of last night to prepare for this. Uh, Delano, have you taken detailed notes so you know what exactly what you can and cannot say? <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's, let's start here. I want to, it, Kanye is, you know, been in the news cycle for the past two, three weeks. Uh, he's been under attack uh, since 10 days ago or whenever he said he's going death con three on Jewish people. Uh, he's been called anti-Semitic. He's a danger to Jewish people. The LA Times actually wrote a story yesterday that said that uh, violence or, or th hatred towards Jewish people ha has risen since Kanye's tweets or comments, the LA Times is somehow has figured out that hatred towards Jewish people have gone up since Kanye's tweet. This man clearly, in the eyes of the LA Times, has a lot of power. Uh, I'm not sure if I agree that he has that much power, but I, I would love for the LA Times to do a story the next time a gangster rap album drops or a drill music album drops. <clears throat> I would love, I'd love to know, NWA, when, could we go back in time and when their albums dropped, did violence increase, did hatred increase against black people? Uh, is, is rap music, is that why uh, black people seem to be filled with so much self-hatred that we'll step over dead bodies in all of our communities to go hunt down uh, the one body or, or the half a body that was killed by a police officer. Uh, has rap music done that? Has there been any studies? Has the LA Times written any stories on something like that? But uh, I, I, watching this Lex Friedman interview that Kanye did, I started to understand why this man is public enemy number one. Uh, this first clip is long. It's about 10 minutes. We'll play parts of it and I'll ask for Justin or the crew to stop it so we can talk a little bit. Uh, but we'll try to get through this 10 minute because we need this context to fully understand some of the other clips I'm gonna play. So let's start listening to Kanye's interview with Lex Friedman that I believe is why uh, Adidas had to step away from him. Jewish people have a lot of movies about that pain and black people have a lot of movies about the pain of slavery 
right? It's almost impossible to find a movie about Mansa Musa. When you go to the African History Museum in Washington, D.C., it doesn't start with the idea of Africans being kings. It starts with the idea of Africans being slaves. But here's another interesting point about this. This was said to me one time and it stuck with me as a family member of mine. With Africans, how many times you've heard like a rapper, or, you know, talk about we were kings. That's incorrect. If we're Jew. If we're Jew, and since we are, we weren't the kings. We were the slaves that Moses freed. Africans have always said, we've heard, you've listened to rap music and hear black people say, we kings, we blood of the pharaohs. And if we are Jew, then we weren't. We were the people that Moses freed. And when we talk about, have you heard black people talk about 400 years of slavery? Mm -hmm. All right. That is in rep. And we're having this history lesson, right? I thought history doesn't matter. You're exploring ancient history and drawing deep wisdom from it. And at the same time saying, we need to forget all of it. We need to put that behind us. Absolutely. We need to forget it and we need to move forward. There's so much Let's wisdom. Let's hit pause right here. Let, let, let's hit pause right there. This is where I need help. And, and, and Shamika, Delano, TJ, somebody jump in here. There, there seems to be a group of people that they're calling black Ir Hebrew, Hebrew Israelites. Israelites. Yeah. I don't... And, and this seems to be very offensive. These people, what they believe is very offensive, that they're arguing that black people are the original Jews or are the Jews. Can, what is y'all, I don't, and again, I'm not playing dumb, I really don't understand uh, why it's offensive or I'm not even sure what's the logic behind the argument. Does anybody know, can someone help me understand this issue? In terms of what Kanye said or in terms of black Hebrew Israelite teaching? Black Hebrew Israelite teaching. Is that yeah. X-Clan? Is that what, like, you remember the rap group X-Clan? You too young to remember X-Clan? I don't remember X-Clan. Okay. Yeah. I remember the name, but Okay. Yeah. So, so <laughs> here's my sort of rudimentary understanding because I, I, I know some guys who are black Hebrew Israelites. It's, I think the, the two main things are that um, black people in America are part of the, the, the 12 tribes of Israel. So, so that black folk are Jews to somewhat to what Kanye is saying. Now, I don't know if he believes in black Hebrew Israelite teaching or if he's pulling on a different thread. Um, so it's that black people are Jews and that when you read about Jewish customs and so on in the Old Testament, that that is speaking to black people today. So there's a lot of emphasis on keeping um, the commandments and keeping customs and, and following you know, all of the, the, the laws down to a T. Um, there's also the notion within black Hebrew Israelite teaching that white people um, cannot be saved. So I believe they, they tend to refer to them as Edomites. Um, and, and so sometimes if you see black Hebrew Israelites out on the street, they, they do a fair amount of street preaching, quote unquote, heavy air quotes. And sometimes what they'll do if a white person is passing by, they'll have them read certain scriptures 
they'll berate them publicly. If people remember the Covington situation with the kids from Kentucky, that part of that started when a, a group of black Hebrew Israelites ended up in a verbal dispute with the kids from, from Covington. Um, so it, it, it's those two things sort of working together. Um, in some respects, even if it's not line for line, some of the teaching I think mirrors um, other uh, black spiritual practices, whether it's Nation of Islam, basically that, or the, the five percenters, the nation of gods and earths, that there is a certain um, divinity within black people and within the black man, and there's a certain inherent evilness within white people and within the white man. That's, that's the sort of the very basic gist of what we're talking about. I'm not sure, again, if that's what Kanye's drawing on, but that's my basic understanding of it. Kanye, at later points in this interview, makes it crystal clear he's a Christian, and he basically argues, you know, we're all in this together. He, he's, so I think that part of it, he's probably not on board with, but I do think he's arguing, no, no I'm a Jew, and because he says that yeah. repeatedly. Mm -hmm. right. uh, and, and that claim, am I reading Lex's body language or other people's reaction over social media, is the claim, a black person saying that they're a Jew, is that offensive to Jewish people? It seems to be. I had a conversation with a Jewish person earlier this week, and we talked about that, and they were offended by that. And I actually asked them about these particular definitions. Semite in the dictionary is a member of a group of Semitic-speaking people of the Near East and Northern Africa, including the Arabs, Ethiopians, and Hebrews and Phoenicians. So I can understand why he, uh, Kanye and many of them would actually say then that black people would be considered Semites, a, a big group of us. And I don't know why it's offensive if this is what the dictionary <clears throat> is saying a Semite is. So my takeaway again, rudimentary understanding, but, and, and I don't know if Kanye did this, but a lot of the movement they'll say, they're not the real Jews. So it's not mm. just saying that, hey, there's a lost tribe, mm -hmm. black people are Jews too. They're saying, you guys are imposters. And yeah. that's where it becomes anti-Semitic. And, and that's where I could see them being offended and saying like, Kanye, even if you're not saying it that way, people are interpreting it. Other people are using that argument to say, we're not really Jews. And, and he may have actually said it on Tucker. <clears throat> if I'm remembering him right, he said, I think black people are the real Jews. So he- I, I feel like he's, I, I feel like I remember him saying him say something to that effect. But I, let me say this. Kanye is, again, pulling on a thread that I think if you pull on it hard enough will really expose a lot of theological confusion. Because, and I was talking to TJ and Shamika about this, there is a sense in which, particularly in America, you will hear black Christians talk about the Exodus story and place ourselves in the place of um, the children of Israel who had to escape slavery in Egypt, right? That's how you get Harriet Tubman sort of referred to as, as the Moses of her generation. Mm -hmm. But then the same people, when Earth, Wind, and Fire come on, they said, nah, we, we're African, we eat, we're Egyptians, we're kings, <laughs> and they want to draw on the sort of historical dynasties of ancient African kingdoms from all across Africa. And there is a confusion there because when we do that, we don't, we don't 
engage in Egyptology or, you know, talk about Pharaoh and say, oh, well, we can't really do that because, you know, the Egyptians held slaves. Um, we embrace all of it because of its, because of its regal nature. So th there's a, a matter of flip-flopping. The other thing is, to Shamika's point, are there African Jews? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. But to my understanding, and unless somebody's willing to make this argument, the, the Africans who were sold into slavery and brought to this country, to my understanding, were not practicing Jews. Now, if, you, if somebody wants to say there is an entire group up and down the, the western coast of Africa, in Benin, and Nigeria, and Ghana, the Ivory Coast, who were Jews, and those are the people who were brought to America, and this is the religion that they practice in the south and other, other parts of the country, and this is the religion that now Kanye West practices, they would have a very hard time making that argument because Kanye West is in, on one hand saying he's the true Jew, but then also saying that he's a Christian. Um, so there's a lot of theological confusion in, in this debate, generally speaking. Well, his so, position though is that, that black people, having been heavily persecuted, are God's chosen people. And that's why he's calling them imposters. Wait, right? is, is, that what you, is that what you think he's saying when he says um, black people are, are the real Jews? Yes. Okay. And so this is, and, and again, don't know, Kanye okay. is n not very articulate in these interviews, he's all over the place, but I think the reason he's claiming this is because, look, we've been told all throughout the Bible, you're, you're going to be persecuted Christians, Jews obviously have been, and so he's talking to particularly the Ben Shapiro's of the world, the guys that are heavily religious, he's calling them imposters, and that they're, you know, the Holocaust that, that was something different, that black people are the real Jews, were God's chosen people, you're not. Interesting. So I, I didn't, because I'm a literalist, right? Um, I, I thought he was making a theological claim. It sounds like you're saying you think he's making a claim that um, Jewish equals oppression, black people have been oppressed for centuries, ergo black people are the real Jews. Sounds like it to me. Okay. Let's continue, and thank you guys for uh, that clarity and uh, thoughts for me to chew on. Let's continue. Let's hear some more from Kanye and Lex Friedman. There is so much wisdom to draw from history, even the 20th century. Look at this, communism. Without the lessons of history of the 20th century, communism sounds like a great idea, except that some of the worst atrocities conducted by Stalin and Mao that killed 50, 100 plus million people, not just killed, tortured, starvation, where people, the uh, cannibalism, they ate each other, they ate their children. There's, there's just dark, people, people should read some books on this, on the uh, Holodomor See, in the 1930s. But I disagree. With that lesson, we would, and now it's becoming more popular, not, Marxism I'm, and communism. I'm not disagreeing that that happened. I'm disagreeing that we need to harp on the things that happened because the truth is, I'm giving a fact, 50% today of, let's say you don't call black people Jew, right? Black people's deaths today is abortion today, right now. Like that, it's not racism, that's too wide of a term. It's genocide and population control that black people are in today in America that is promoted by the music and the media that black people make that Jewish record labels get paid off of or media companies, uh, record labels and media company also, so let's give it a wider. You know, 
I agree with Mar- Martin Luther King. I have a dream too. Martin Luther King. That one day was- you would not be judged <laughs> by the color of your skin or your race, black or Jew, but by the content of your character. All the assholes that you over in the music industry, artists over in the music industry are individuals. They're not Jews. Can you, can they, you, they, they are, they are Jewish. It doesn't, they're human with opportunities and they took those opportunities. I don't so, care if so they're do, do, Jewish. Do you feel like Jew- I should release that pain and separate it? Yes. Okay. So if that, if, okay. <laughs> so if you're saying I should release that pain and separate it, then I'm telling you, you should release your pain and separate it. And we could get to this the list of how you are being with engineering opportunities. That's 100%. I see what you're doing. That's exactly <laughs> what you're doing. The pain, I'm going to let it go. Let's pause here. Because what I, this is where the interview got real interesting for me. I, I, I'm listening to it again, second, third time here. Listen to it this morning. Uh, I like... I can't disagree with Kanye's argument that this whole abortion thing that we seem all wrapped up in and its impact on American black people, I'll just keep it over here in America where, you know, I live and am concerned. I I don't, I'm not offended or upset that he's calling that a holocaust. Uh, It's an analogy. It may be inaccurate, but I just I don't think it's offensive that uh, Planned Parenthood and all the people that support abortion uh, and its disparate impact, Ebron Kendi X and any outcome that's not statistically supported or whatever is some sort of example of racism. And so the slaughter of black babies in the womb, I, I, I got to agree with Kanye here uh, and, and his analogy. And I know it's provocative, but I just don't that's not a, that shouldn't be offensive to Jewish people. And, and I don't think he's wrong because what I hear him saying is like these black artists, the black artists that are making this death music and devaluing black life is at the heart of why abortion seems so central to us. And then he's saying that these black artists that are making this music, they're being supported and paid for and the people profiting from it are Jewish people in the music industry. Black artists are profiting from it as well. But I don't understand why he can't call out those two groups without people being offended. I don't, I I doubt that religious Jews are offended by this um, because ty- I, typically, again, well, Ben Shapiro is mo- maybe the most famous practicing Jew in America. He's so anti-abortion, 20 million black babies have been aborted since 1973 and six million Jews. And I, and I get it that, you know, he talked about the number difference and all that, but if you're concerned about human life, a conservative practicing Jew, I doubt they're offended by this. It's probably, the secular Jews that would come in and say, don't compare anything to the Holocaust. Everything's dangerous when you talk about Jews. Mm -hmm, TJ, I think just the way that conversations tend to go, any reference to to Jewish people in 
in any way that seems like a criticism. And in fact, it doesn't even have to be a criticism. Um, the notion that, you know, Jewish people have an outsized influence on media and culture, which is what the, the writer in the LA Times article said is a, is a trope or a part of a narrative, that in and of itself is seen uh, and, and described as anti-Semitic, right? So I, I agree with you in terms of Ben Shapiro, someone like Ben Shapiro saying, yes, I'm completely against abortion. I would assume, my guess would be his argument would say, well, stop saying that the Jews are behind it. And, and I don't even know that that's what Kanye was trying to say. Yeah, that wasn't my takeaway at all. Yeah, but... And, and there is a big distinction to be made that abortion is not targeting one single group. Correct. There's correct, tons of correct, white babies, correct, tons correct. of Jewish babies correct. that are also... And so that would be the distinction they Co make. Correct. And, and I, think, I think it's helpful in general because, again, we go from talking... Like, Kanye is going from talking about individuals to groups, and we do that a lot in our sort of our public commentary, to have a leveling place that says that there's no vice, no virtue that's inherent to any particular group, right? And, and I say that as a Christian first. So I know my Bible well enough to know that when, you know, when Paul, the, the Apostle Paul is in Romans and listing out all of these sins, greed and malice and murder, he's talking about everybody. Yep. That is the one leveling place that, that everybody can be assured that no group gets to buy their way out of, out of, um, out of sin. So when you get into using these, these terms in terms of group level discussions, does, I make a distinction between a description and an explanation. Um, and people do this all the time. I mean, if I watch Fox News or any conservative network, they don't have any problem running a string of, of videos with, with uh, criminal suspects who happen to be black in large cities engaging in violent crime. And sometimes they'll say, you know, 6% of the population accounts for 50% of all homicides. Right. And I gotta eat that. Because the first question I ask myself is, is it true? Right. And I know the data well enough to know that it is true. But if, a, but if, but if a, a black commentator goes on there and says, well, 70% of the media companies um, in Hollywood are run by Jewish people, then all of a sudden that's, that's off limits. So again, if, if we're using group level characteristics as a description to say, these are the people who do X, who run X, who finance X, that's one thing, but if we're using it as an explanation, these people do these things because of X, right? Because they are black, because they are Jewish, because they are white, then I think you get yourself in a different, in different, more dangerous territory. Right, and I think the way we watched him cut him off and say, no, these are humans. Like he wanted to not allow Kanye to say that these are the Jewish people that are doing this to him in the, in the industry. But like you said, Delano, when it's the other way around, when it's you want to point out something that black people do, we have no problem with numbers. We have no problem characterizing it or grouping it, but he cut him off mid-sentence to then say, no, this is a human. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't do that in any other thing. We can look across media and see when we specify mm -hmm. a black or a white. And I, I get when Kanye is saying, uh, he's pretty much stating a fact. He doesn't really want the argument, I guess, on whether or not black people are Jews. He wants to bring it to 2022 and say, okay, like, I'm a Jew, but let's talk about what's happening right now. Opposed to spending a lot of time arguing about whether or not black people are Jews or black people are not, let's talk about this Holocaust, as he calls it, happening right now in 2022. And I think a lot of people are missing that. I've not seen him, to your point, Delano, 
say they're doing this because they're Jewish. In fact, he later on says, we may get to it here, he's like, but they are Jews. They're people who happen to be Jews. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a large group of them. Yeah. And so there's a big difference. And, and again, particularly the people on the right, um, if you were going, there was a famous interview that Bill Maher had Sam Harris on, and, um, and they were talking about radical Islamic terrorists, right? And Ben Affleck lost his mind because he's like, you're going to attack the kid down the street, the, the Islamic kid who's got nothing to do with it. He's like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people who are dropping bombs right. saying Allah Akbar, right? right. Mm -hmm. And then it blows up. That's right. And we've got to be able to have this discussion. This, to me, is what Kanye's trying to do. And there's a lot of people that would acknowledge that, hey, you got to have this conversation. Radical Islamic terrorists, a tiny percentage of them, are wreaking havoc in the Western world. we got to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. This, to me, is what Kanye's trying to do, albeit kind of clunky, and this is a, you know, he's, he's the Donald Trump. I, I'm not sure if this interview, this interview did not feel clunky to me. And uh, I actually think Kanye was on point, particularly, again, he's not, some, he ain't Rush Limbaugh, he's not some super skilled broadcaster or whatever, but I, 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 he seemed comfortable, he seemed to like this person, mm. and, and seemed to have command of the facts and information he wanted to unpack uh, during this interview. It, it, it's, you know, I wish he were me, Some, I'm watching this and I'm sitting there going, Kanye, because what Kanye's talking about is my point a thousand percent that needs to be discussed and he's forcing this conversation like, hey man, there's this secular Jewish element and black celebrities that have an unhealthy relationship that seems to promote, seems to come together to make money promoting a culture of death around black people. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about it. Right. Because if we can sit around and say, Donald Trump and his rhetoric leads to X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. why can't we say, hey, this rhetoric around this particular style of music leads to X, Y, and Z? Mm -hmm. We all, oh, no, 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 that's, that's a make-believe world. All the rappers with their long criminal rap sheets. That's a make, they're not really trying to be criminals. I know they got criminal records, and I know they brag about crime and all the crimes they did, but that's make-believe. They're just uh, Robert De Niro in Goodfellas. Right. They're just, you know, cut it, because Robert De Niro doesn't play Robert De Niro in Goodfellas. Right. Marlon Brando didn't play Marlon Brando in The Godfather. He played Don Corleone. So. I'm, I was very impressed so far uh, with Kanye and, and all that I've watched. I, I thought he did a good job. L let's continue. Let, let's hear a bit more. Yes. Okay. So if that, if, okay. So if you're saying I should release that pain and separate it, then I'm telling you, you should release your pain and separate it. And we could get to this, the list of how you are being with engineering opportunities. That's 100%. I see what you're doing. That's exactly <laughs> what you're doing. The pain, I'm going to let it go. Engineering challenges. I get it. One of the problems you highlight is people get f***ed over in the in the music industry and get f***ed over in the media, get f***ed over all over the place. They created, there was a, there was a Jewish trainer that 
brought me to the hospital and put in press that I went to the hospital. I got, I know friends that off of exhaustion, a Jewish doctor, they diagnosed Why do you keep me. saying Jewish? Because they were, right? Diagnosed me with bipolar disorder and shot me with medication and put me on medication, then put it in the press. And every time, even if I wore the wrong color hat that a nigger is not supposed to wear, right? Then they immediately say he's off of his shit, he's off his meds, he's off his rocker, and it's literally used as a scarlet letter control mechanism for the people understand the kids, the colleges, the high schools. What do you think they put me right now? They put me as the prophet, not the leader. It doesn't have to be the leader, right? Because we we need we need a more uh, intelligent person to be the leader, but at least right. They put me as the prophet. They put me as the only person that would say this. And I'm just saying that was four Jewish members that controlled my voice because for the fact that 90% of black people in entertainment from sports to music to acting are in some way tied into Jewish business people, meaning that in some way, just like if if Rom is sitting next to Obama or Jared sitting next to Trump, there's a Jewish person right there controlling the 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 country, the Jewish controlling that who gets the best video or not, controlling what the media says about it's a me. Person, not Jewish. Let me just say one they, thing. But they are though. That's the only thing. It just so happens that they are. It just you so happens saying that they are. That doesn't a, mean that I hate them. Yes, that yes, just yes. means that they are. But it's a it's a dog whistle to let me let me just say, as I would love to add more love to the world, I would love you to do that as a person with a big voice, with a big powerful voice that a lot of people look up to. And when you say Jewish media, it's funny how this world works that way. When you say Jewish media or Jews are controlling the voice of black artists, black people, am, black artists. Am, am when I, you say that- Am I not allowed to say it out loud? You can say it. There's a large number of people that are hurting and have anger and even have hate in their heart when they hear when they hear Jewish media, they start that hate starts being directed towards the Jewish people. Do you acknowledge that that's do you understand can you feel the hate in the world that's when that uh that comes to the surface when you say stuff like that? Okay. I I feel that when we go into therapy, my dad was a therapist, and obviously I've got some therapy skills myself. A lot of people, my music is healing. These type of spa-like existences are healing. The color palettes I use are healing. And we can use healing words, right? What I really feel, there, I feel that there's no accountability and no responsibility on Jewish people in media to at least start with owning up with the facts of what's dealt with and tell me if I say the facts out loud to, to the point of Ari Emanuel writing a letter in the Financial Times trying to take food out of my children's mouth, telling people that they're not allowed to work with me. Even Chris uh, Como or Pierce Morgan getting me to apologize and separate Jewish business people to from the families of the Jewish business people, which I did update 
I did that. That already happened. And the that way was I, a shitty apology. That wasn't really an apology. But shout out to that conversation. This, no, I need, I need, let's pause right here because this is one of the moments I had where he he's Lex. I got no problem with you, smart guy. I really appreciate you having this interview with Kanye. However, I just he can't you feel the hatred rising when these things are said. And this is what I wanted, I wish Kanye would have said, it was like, and maybe it's at some other point he does, I think, somewhat make this argument, but it's the feeling I have mm. when I listen to rap music mm -hmm. that denigrates me, us, anybody that looks like me, that normalizes the killing of black men like myself and particularly younger. Can't you feel the hatred rising? Mm. And, it may not be an outside group that you're rising the hatred of. You just may be, and again, there's a lot of this music, Bloods and the Crips, Black on Black, elevating the hatred they have towards each other through music, which leads to them killing each other, and then accidentally killing bystanders, uninvolved parties, making our neighborhoods completely unsafe, where people don't want to put businesses there, mm -hmm. kids afraid to go to school without joining a gang because they can't be protected. All of this stuff has been normalized, and I can feel the hatred rising every time this music comes out. And again, I used to listen to it. Mm -hmm. But I know, I can feel the hatred rising. And for Kanye to say, hey man, I want you to take some accountability. I want these black artists to take some accountability. Mm -hmm. But I also want the executives, the Jewish executives, just happen to be, take some accountability for this hatred. And I want to add this one little final point, because this is where Kanye is really going, or certainly where I'm going. I've lived long enough to see the puppet masters in the media and whoever the puppet masters are in the world, and they're not just Jewish people, it's everybody. I've seen them go, Jason Whitlock used to be very comfortable with the F-A-G word, and I've seen them make that reprehensible mm. and despicable and uncool. And so you know what Jason Whitlock doesn't do? He don't use the F-A-G word mm. anymore. I've seen it run out of sports. That used to be like one of the favorite words mm -hmm. in sports. Mm -hmm. It's been run out. They said, you know what? No, we're not doing that anymore. It's uncool. It's unhealthy. Mm -hmm. We're not going to elevate the hatred around this group of people, gay people. Mm -hmm. They're protected. And so we're running this word and that kind of abuse out. But when it comes to somebody, Kanye, anybody saying, hey, this music y'all making and making billions of dollars off of, it's elevating hatred around black men, making our communities unsafe. Oh, that ain't our problem or yeah. that's all make-believe. Yeah. That, that music don't do that. Kanye's on solid ground here. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Oh, no, I was just going to say, everybody that acts like they don't understand what this man is saying, they are full of shit. Because it's clear. He has said more than one time that he doesn't mean all Jews. Even going back to the Drink Champs interview, he broke down exactly what he was saying, why he was saying it. When he said, um, this is the real uh, anti-Semitism. Mm. I'm a f your bitch. I'm a kill this I'm a f your bitch. I'm a kill this 
He said, how many of y'all would bet your house mm. that this type of these type of lyrics aren't in the first three top songs on Apple Music? Mm. Like he has been so clear as as to what he is saying. And when they took that interview down, I knew for sure they're getting ready to railroad this man, because mm. what I what I keep saying is he's talking over a lot of people's heads. That's why people are like, oh, he's crazy or, you know, it's just that you're not listening to him and you don't want to hear what this man is saying because you are full of it. I'm, like I should have wore boots today because <laughs> this is ridiculous. Like he's been clear that he's not talking about all Jews yet. People keep us trying to say that he's sending out this dog whistle and that he's trying to put. Let me play in devil's advocate because I agree. With you know, you. but let me play devil's advocate because <clears throat> all of us we watch the media, we watch a ton of Kanye stuff, and so we know that. But a guy like Lex could be arguing, yeah, but what about the people who just see a little bit? Just see him say, hey, the Jews are, you're not the real Jews, and also, you're wrecking black people. Mm -hmm. And that's all they see, just once. And so, we, you and I and everybody else have seen that he's been very specific. He just did it in the last video. They happen to be Jews. He said it exactly that way, which I think if he said it that way all of the time, he'd be in less trouble. But he routinely will make a correction after broad brushing everyone. And that could be Lex's argument. Well, what about when they say, and we don't want to keep doing what about isms, but this is what we do. And people should have the intellect to be able to add their own uh, quantifiers. Yeah. If you know it's not you, then you know it's not all Jews. It's like when they say black people love ham. <laughs> I don't eat pork. So I <laughs> automatically know it's not all black people, but yeah. you know, it's a lot of black people that are suck a ham bone. Yeah. You know, I'm just not one of them. So it's like, I kind of see what they're saying, but I think they're playing, you know, it's like semantics. They know exactly what they're doing and yeah. they're playing these games on purpose. Mm -hmm. I, I, think, I think one of the things um, that's important is to be precise with language. And, and actually I think about this a lot when I write. Um, this is one of the reasons that all of my, my columns, if I'm, if I'm trying to unpack a point, I name people specifically. And the reason why is because there's a difference between fooling with a water gun and dealing with nuclear weapons. So the, the, the more dangerous the weapon, the more precision you need. And, and I don't believe in collateral damage. And I'm not trying to, to, to kill, rhetorically speaking, 10 people to get one. So my thing is, and I think the, the Lex guy might have said this, it would be more powerful if Kanye West said this particular person, if he said Lior Cohen, when he was at Def Jam, told me that he's not platforming any artist unless that artist commits to mentioning the N-word X number of times, mentioning the B-word Y number of times, that to me would be much more powerful than speaking in generalities. Because when you speak in generalities, what, what happens is that it gives, it creates a fertile ground for, you know, people will talk about the Illuminati. But it's just like, well, who is that? How am, I, how am I supposed to focus on the people in the Illuminati if I don't even know who they are? Mm. And my thing is Kanye West knows the people he's dealing with. They already canceled him, so now he should be even more freed up to speak. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, I, I believe, again, I don't believe there's any individual, um, or if, you, if people want to play in groups, that's fine as long as we're all playing by the same rules, that is above criticism. I will say this. It does feel weak when black artists, whether it's Kanye, whether it's Diddy, whether it's Nori, whether whoever it is, Snoop, Jay-Z, I don't care who it is, say, black artists and black fans say, 
well, why don't the record labels stop us from making this music? Because what it ends up doing is saying, <laughs> I have to appeal to white man law in order for me to behave myself. Right. And I reject that. Mm. Right. In the same way, if, if I if I if I if I lost my mind, I said, I'm going to exploit my kids. I'm going to sell my kids to the highest bidder. Yeah, you should ask yourself, what type of person would buy children on the black market? But the first question you should ask is, what type of father would right. sell his own children? And for the people that say that they speak for the black community, I love black people, I vote for everybody black. But you turn around and you push this garbage, you pump this garbage into our community in the same way you say that the white man pumping in crown fried chicken and, he, and he's, <laughs> he's, he's spiking the water. You do the same thing with culture. Mm -hmm. My first step is to address the artists, particularly the ones who have enough money where they don't have to do this. Right. Um, so before I get to the record label execs, I want to know why they continue to take the money to sell <clears throat> us out. You, you raise a heck of a point. Kanye, and I'm not, because he said so much and I listened to so much, he addresses this and so I'm, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself because we haven't played the clip where he basically speaks to like, you know, these artists are selected because they can be controlled. Mm. There's, there's, you know, what's the dude's name, Baby? From Cash Money Records? Or, yeah, ba yeah, Baby. The head, yeah. yeah, all tatted up, mm -hmm. face, everything. This dude, straight out of Bird prison. Man, yeah. Birdman, yeah. yeah. He Bird go by Baby too, yeah, yeah. yeah. Birdman, mm -hmm. uh, he's a criminal. And he doesn't deny it. And he, I think before he became a, it's like, he came out of prison to be a record executive. Mm -hmm. And so somebody gave him that platform. Uh, you know, he didn't earn it while making license plates in prison. It's like, well, we need a Negro that we can control who's capable of violence and can go out and intimidate and rip off Lil Wayne and whoever else. And kiss him in the mouth. Yeah, uh. and all, all of that. <laughs> yeah, the, that all that behavior is normalized in prison. And so, again, Kanye's argument, and we'll get to it here in a second, is like, nah, they selectively choosing who gets these roles. And again, it's why Jay-Z is selling, because he was a drug dealer. And he's rapped about being a drug dealer. And they got a, they got a FBI file on all these guys. And I'm, I'm sound like a tinfoil hat, black <laughs> Alex Jones. I don't care. It's factual because I see it playing out, and we'll get into it. I see it playing out in my industry uh, the same way. Mm. All people get installed in these positions. And maybe it's not because of their criminal record. Maybe it's because there's an HR file, a block long on them, on who all they've sexually harassed mm. at that job. And so they own those people. And so when they bring them into the office, I need you to say this, 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 and this. They have no choice because they can get rid of that. Well, you know, if you don't cooperate, you know, we can get rid of you. And you're not going to make this $3 million a year, $4 million a year. And with all them baby mamas you got, uh, you need this money or you have to significantly change your lifestyle, and that's why they can go on TV, skip, skip, <laughs> skip. <laughs> you know they be racist, skip. Because he knows they got an HR file. He it's, does it's, sound like a runaway slave. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't ran very far, trust me. He's on, anyway, I, let me pause for one moment. I want to tell you guys, uh, guys, I hate going to the doctor. It literally takes half a day just to get it done. Also, there are certain issues you don't really want to talk to your doctor about. Here's the thing. 
Most men's health issues have really simple solutions. RexMD is all about simple solutions. RexMD makes getting generic and branded Viagra or Cialis easy. Everything's online, even the prescription, and they deliver it to your door. No office visits, no talking to a receptionist, super simple. Just fill out a quick medical questionnaire on their website, a doctor will review your situation and prescribe it if you need it, if appropriate. It's fast, simple, and cheap, and you can access your US licensed RexMD physician anytime you need afterwards. Starter packs of generic Viagra or Cialis are now available for our viewers, but you've got to go to rexmd.com fearless to get started. Go to rexmd.com fearless today to get started with a starter pack prescription of generic Viagra or Cialis. All orders come free, two-day shipping, free, two-day shipping. RexMD, the authority in men's telehealth. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. TJ being anti-Semitic. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, let's, I want to go back. I think we got 90 seconds left uh, on this, uh, this first little 10 minute clip. Let's play this final 90 seconds. Then I got some other clips I want us to unpack. That we was are, a shitty apology. That wasn't really an apology. But shout out to that conversation. To, I, Here's need, great I need to conversation. get on my knees and kiss the dick of Howard Stern and- You don't uh, need to kiss anyone's uh, but that's what you guys are acting like. You guys, look at that. Because you're talking about it's a shitty uh, opinion, uh, uh, apology. But where's our fucking apology? Watch this. Sorry, we don't, we don't get. Thank you. Now what? let's move on. Sorry. <laughs> oh, but do I need to we, get on my knees or no? And <laughs> kiss my dick. Oh shit. So <laughs> just escalated quickly. So uh, <laughs> that's escalated quickly. So um, nice. the uh, <laughs> so, so what, what, no, no, I'm saying where's our apology? But right, we can't get to apology because you're telling me there's no right way for me to word it. So tell me, for me, a person who's been. All my deals and a person that has friends that never figured out how to make shoes with a German company that couldn't tell me to wear a BLM shirt and take off my red hat. Like what would have happened if I was at Nike? Yeah. Right. Um, uh, tell me exactly how to engineer the situation. I'll I'm tell in. you exactly how you got a big voice. Have the balls as a man to call out the individuals. Don't call them Jews. Call them by their name and start a war against those individuals. They're not we, Jewish. We, but if that's the case, will you help me with that? So <clears throat> he gets to your point, call yeah. them out individually. And I, I think that sounds great on paper mm -hmm. until the defamation lawsuits start rolling in. Yeah. And uh, I think we've, gone through the Alex Jones situation mm -hmm. that may, you know, ain't no telling which direction lawsuits will, pan, how they'll pan out, which direction they'll spin. Uh, Kanye has said 
we're in this world now where Kanye has said he didn't even have his knee on his neck like that. Mm. And he's getting sued for $250 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's spun out in the media, in whoever controls the media. Let's act like we, no one specific. Whoever the individuals are in control of the media, spun that out as Kanye said uh, George Floyd didn't die because of Derek Chauvin. The man said he didn't have his knee on his neck like that. The media spun it out as this declarative statement mm-hmm. of how George Floyd died. And, and now it's powered a lawsuit. And because of what we just saw in the Alex Jones deal, a jury based on emotion, based on narrative, can come up with any verdict they want and award ever however much money. Mm. And so if you start calling these super powerful, super rich, connected with every good lawyer in town out, you're going to face some lawsuits and get sued into oblivion, perhaps. And and one of the names that makes that most clear is George Soros. Um, on On the right, you'll hear people, I've seen Tucker Carlson do this, say, you know, use the phrase Soros-backed DAs. But on the left, they say, oh, criticism of George Soros is anti-Semitism. And, and, and one of the things that's actually ironic about this conversation is that I believe that, generally speaking, and I'm going to speak in group generalities now, that black people and Jewish people in this country have very similar ways um, and characteristics as it relates to public criticism. Because in the same way criticism of George Soros is spun as you know, anti-Semitic criticism of Maxine Waters or Barack Obama or LeBron James. LeBron James mm-hmm. is spun as racist. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> even when the person's not even talking about either their, their skin color or, or their religion. Um, is, so th- there's a similarity there in the same way, oh, if, if you criticize Jewish people, that's gonna lead to anti-Semitic attacks. If you criticize black people, that's gonna lead to, to hate crimes. If um, this is how the Holocaust started, this is how we're going to end up back in Jim Crow. There's a lot of parallels in, in, in those two sort of situations. One of the big differences is the asymmetry there, because the black elite um, are more protective of the people they say have no power, because you couldn't get Nori, you couldn't get all the political commentators, the analysts, you could, uh, Ilhan Omar, Mark Lamont Hill to denounce the garbage that's pumped on BET mm-hmm. or that comes out of Hollywood. But when Kanye West says what he says, right, even the George Floyd stuff, then all of a sudden everybody's apologetic. And I was saying to, to Shamika earlier, Nori had on Irv Gotti, you know, former head of uh, Murder, Inc., CEO, and Irv is re- was recounting an a relationship that he claimed he had with Ashanti 20 years ago. He called her the B word. He's talking under her clothes and they slept together and they did this. Nori didn't apologize for any of that. So it's one of those things where if the message is clear, if the people that you're degrading and denigrating and criticizing are are black men or black women, if you're promoting uh, crime, degradation, self-destruction, you have a free pass, regardless of who's running it, regardless of who is the mouthpiece for it, you have a free pass. Not only do you have a free pass, we'll pay for it. We're, we're the NFL, we stand, we, we believe in black lives, we stand against the oppression of black people. But we're gonna hire you know, Snoop and Dr. Dre and whoever, 
We're going to platform Meek Mill as he drives his bus with his album cover with naked black women on, on, the, on the front of it with, with little, you know, pixelated things over their private parts. We, we promote that. We promote that to our people. But if you criticize certain people in certain groups, if you say, well, I'm not sure I, I believe that the NFL is gay. Oh, no, that's, that's NFL conversion therapy. We, we can't have that. <laughs> then it's like, okay, now you can't criticize. So I, I think at a certain point, people just got to, look, this is the standard, and we're going to hold everybody to the same standard. But clearly, we're not there yet. Yeah, and I think it's clear to Kanye that these people that have spewed all this hate, all this gangster music, I'm a gangster, I'll do this, I'll do that, are really weak. They're not going to have his back. You know, when Ice Cube came out and said, I don't know where he gets the idea. Like, Ice Cube, we heard you for years <laughs> tell us that Jerry Heller, who was a Jewish uh, music executive, was evil. Like, we heard you saying these things over and over and over again. What just Jerry Heller, though? He used the word Jew. Right, The whole did. crew. The, uh, devils. Know. He yeah. called yeah. them devils. Yeah. Like, so how now can you say you don't know where this came from? Like, he put out a whole <laughs> picture of, like, this Monopoly board that was on the backs of black men with a bunch of white uh, or Jewish men, it looks, sitting around the table and said, all we have to do is stand up. Well, you have Kanye trying to stand up, and now you have people like you being weak that oh I don't know where that came from this is what you've been pushing into mm. our minds for years and so it's just I don't know for me it's really crazy to hear people act as if they this is you should name names he's not gonna have the support because people have already started to just kind of mm -hmm throw him to the wolves and he has black people and Jewish people mad at him right now because the black people are mad that he wore the White Lives Matter shirt. Mm -hmm. Black people are saying, you know what, they didn't care when he was being anti-black. So they consider him saying, you know, slavery was a choice mm -hmm. as anti-black. So it's like he has two groups mad at him now simply for saying, I mean, I got what he meant when he said <laughs> slavery was a choice. like. He wasn't saying they signed up for it. He was just saying, hey, why wasn't it maybe more, you know, rebellions or, mm. you know, he's looking at today and seeing how people willingly go along with BS mm. to understand how they willingly went along with a lot of stuff then. So the question is, what would be most effective, right? Because he's, he's broad brushing the industry right now. And that is a way to do it. This is Again, I compare him to Donald Trump because he says, Mexicans are coming across our border, they're raping our women, they're committing murder, and they're like, you're, he's like, well, if you're a Mexican and you're here and you're not doing that, I'm not talking about you. And so, but what happened was, is it got a crowd of people to be able to say, Trump's a racist, he hates all Mexicans. Mm -hmm. And so, um, for Kanye, because you're talking about the lawsuits, he's worth about $2 billion. And I understand the courts have some serious power, they're, Alex Jones is being sued for $2.75 trillion right now. Mm. So I get it. But I would assume a guy that's been in the industry for this long probably has some receipts. And can you, if you, if you need to go to court over it, and somebody wants to sue you for defamation, and you've got the money to back up the lawyers in the short term, then call out the very specific state. And you say, I'm not going to name the guys that I can't prove it, but it's this way across the industry. And here's the three I know about. Let's say he called out Jimmy Iovine. Uh, that's Dr. Dre's guy. 
and Beats by Dre, and he's connected to LeBron James, and LeBron James' son now has a Beats by Dre endorsement deal or whatever. And my point is, all of these guys that he would be calling out by name have their little army of black elite celebrities that are beholden to them mm -hmm. that will come out and, oh, <laughs> that ain't the Jimmy I think I know. <laughs> Jimmy been good to me. Right. I mean, holy cow. There's probably yeah. a line of bodies of guys they've screwed just like Kanye though. That you've never heard of. Right. Yeah. That, that, and would mean nothing. Oh, you mean that worthless person that, uh, again, that you've ne they would be all inconsequential compared to the people that would come out and speak on, oh my, Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine gave USC $70 million. Right, 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 and right, and right. all of the people caping up for him, and then it would be, yeah, Jimmy Iovine screwed over uh, Leroy Washington from Compton. Hmm. And have you seen his criminal record or, hmm. you know, or how many baby mamas he's got or, or, or whatever. It, it just, it sounds good calling out the individuals. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that it, it's not, because I've called out people by name my entire career. I'm not saying, but I think what is being most effective, and I'll just say, I think Trump's strategy has been effective. It's created a conversation that has awakened a lot of people and we'll, you know, we'll get there now. It's, I think somebody was saying before the show, either you or Delano, Trump created Ron DeSantis. Mm -hmm. And so eventually Kanye <clears throat> kicking up all this dust is going to create his version of Ron DeSantis. There will be somebody yeah. who can stand in the pocket mm -hmm. and make this argument very articulate that everybody's gonna have to listen to. Uh, but Kanye right now is j just the conversation he had with this Lex guy, important. Yeah. This was a very lucid, uh, easy to understand Kanye West in a long format with someone he's clearly comfortable with, uh, that he put his arguments together a lot better than what I've seen previously. So one thing that's really interesting, because you, you mentioned Jimmy Iovine, right? And, and according to Wikipedia, Jimmy Iovine is Italian, grew up in Brooklyn. Mm. But you get some of the same criticisms of Puff, of, of P. Diddy, that he screws over artists, mm -hmm. that, he, that he doesn't deal um, fairly. Some of the very artists that he helped make famous, Mace and you know, other yeah. people, Locks, have said, you know, he, he locked us in these bad contracts, he owes us money. And I think this is where, and again, Kanye can, you know, say something profound and then ridiculous, you know, within seconds of each other. <laughs> but this is where um, I feel like Kanye, who describes himself as a Christian, would do better to speak from a biblical perspective. Because again, then you have whether the person running the company or the label is, is Italian, or they're from the American South, or they're black, or they're Jewish, or the Eastern European, it's, it's the behavior that we should be getting at. Mm -hmm. And that behavior is either dealing unfairly with people, mm -hmm. pressuring and coercing people into promoting certain values um, that are self-destructive, um, or people who are pushing an agenda, using music and media to push um, a, a, an agenda that someone else, who I don't know who it is all the time, that somebody else is paying for. You can't tell me 
that there are not powerful interest groups that are not using the media today to push everything related to LGBT. It's, mm. cl it's clear as day. Mm -hmm. Disney, Nick Jr., any, any mm. content aimed at kids is pumping that stuff out 24 hours a day. Somebody's behind that. When I was doing my research today and I sent you all a picture and I went to CAA's website, because again, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, prior to meeting my wife, I'd never been west of Chicago, so I, never, I don't know anything about California and mm -hmm. LA or whatever. And I go to the CAA Foundation. I thought they're gonna be digging wells in Africa, giving kids clean water. The first picture that was up there was Dwayne Wade, Gabrielle Union, and, and, and they call the boy Zaya now. You could tell it was a couple years ago because he's short, now he, he done sprouted up. And I'm saying to myself, so this, the first picture that you see on CAA's foundation is promoting the notion that a boy can become a girl and vice versa. Mm -hmm. That is not by accident. So my thing is this, I don't care who is doing it. I don't care who's financing it. I don't care who's signing the check. I want to go after the behavior. We talked about this Friday. The Breakfast Club flies the, the pride flag. The, I don't see any Christian crosses in there. Now everybody in there is, I'm spiritual and not religious. Right. I want to talk about God. But when it comes down to it, there are people who are, who are financing, promoting, um, and the, the spokespeople for certain types of agenda, agendas that to me are, are, are godless um, and want to turn people away from the truth. And I think those people should be named. Thank you uh, for correcting me on Jimmy Iovine. Uh, I appreciate that, and you are right. Uh, I want to continue to play some clips from Kanye, and I can't remember the order. Just whatever order you got them in is fine. Let's just play the next clip, and then we'll react. There's no control of the media by Jewish people. If you're an people. engineer, brother, if you're an engineer and you're not holding to the truth, that's not engineering. Engineering is not that's not, that doesn't, that's hate. That's not engineering. Engineering no, it's, it's says, called, I'm going to build a better record label. It's called stereotypes. And I'm going to respect our Stereotypes exist for a reason. Engineers don't do stereotypes. I do. Stereotypes are dumb. They allow you to channel hate towards the other. So he starts off saying, Jewish people have no control over, did I hear that right? Have no control. Let's play the whole thing over again. <laughs> There's no control of the media by Jewish people. If you're an people. engineer, brother, if you're an okay. engineer and you're not and so, holding to the truth, yeah. that's not. And, and so and Kanye cuts him off and was like, hey, man, come on, let's get out of La La Land. Mm -hmm. Let's move into the real world. It, it, it's almost like there's no black people have no control over the NBA. <laughs> well, right. Well, what do you mean? Come on now. <laughs> let's cut it out. Uh, we dominate the NBA. And again, this, we mentioned it earlier about, there's a trope that Jewish people have an outside influence over these media companies. And, and I was like, man, I wish they put some of these tropes on us. Black people got too much control over money. Okay, yeah. I'll take it. But that's all. Nope. We, we, no, we don't. We have no influence over media or whatever. I, I just, I think Kanye's on solid ground and Lex and this whole trope deal is silly. I'll tell you where black people do have an outside influence is impacting culture. 
And so this is why this is such a big deal. That's very offensive. The people that are impacting culture are controlled by someone who's paying them. And that's what Kanye's getting at. Yeah. And, and, and to your point, when you said, you know, black people have an outsized influence on the NBA, I said, uh, because I think what this Kanye situation reveals is that there is a difference between labor and management. It doesn't matter what income level you're at, because at the end of the day, if um, what's, the, what's the, the, the young guy? He played for the Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards, I think. Mm-hmm. He, he had a video where he saw a couple of guys, I don't know what the guys were doing. Several guys, so, out in L.A. Out in L.A. Yeah. And he, he used some choice language. I heard about it first before I saw the video. <laughs> and it's always good to see the, the difference in terms of mm-hmm. the, the characterization. So he, he said something, he, he, I think he might have used... Might have used the F word. No, 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 no. It was a Q word. The Q word. Yeah, yeah He right. said these yeah, queers or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he also used the N-word in describing them. And yeah. it, so right. Use it in a, a Queer more general... Queer A-N-word, Correct. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, here he come. He, he dusting off his, you know, Black Power, uh, you know, outfit. <laughs> Everybody said that this young guy had to apologize, and he did. And I re- when I quote-tweeted, I said, well, is he apologizing for the N-word part or just the, the Q-word part? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Because a, we, we know that who can be offended and who cannot be offended. And to your point, Jason, even watching live NBA games, you will hear the N-word coming across the broadcast, mm-hmm. whether it's Kevin Durant saying to Rudy Gobert, you are B-A-N, mm-hmm. or other guys saying it. So I, I, I think like th- there, there's a difference between the people who constitute the majority of a workforce and who has the power. And ultimately, the person whose name is on the check has the power. That doesn't mean that the, that the workforce doesn't have influence because the players in the NFL definitely made the, the NFL owners and Roger Goodell cry uncle during, you know, from the Kaepernick years, the Kaepernick era. Yeah. But ultimately, when, when it comes down to it, one group can fire the other, and I think that's clear. Let's play the next clip. Uh, yeah, let's just play the next clip. And I think the right thing is to not say that there's Jewish control of the media. And That's incorrect, though. That's a f-ing lie. There is. And they did come and bully me. It proved the point. No, the reason you don't say it Why? is because the world is much bigger than the, forgive me, the narrow little world you exist in. Your impact stretches way past those little boardroom so, meetings over contracts. So what should understand? I have done? What should I have done? Not say that you should no, be a strong man that doesn't mention that doesn't mention religion or people, and then f- fight. And do you want to win this fight? Because how do I win? Not, how do we win? Call out individual people. Build. That's one way because they have a big voice. The other voice that I prefer is to build another uh, uh, label. I feel or support I feel another like label. You're, that control, you're controlling my creative narrative and my because just like how you're telling me I shouldn't have said that. Do you think there are people telling me I shouldn't have wore a red hat? I like Lex in this exchange. Mm. I, I, and and I, this is where I want, you know, he's telling Kanye what black people should do or how Kanye should talk. Lex, now I'm telling you and Jewish people what y'all should do if you honestly care about black people. Just like you just sat in front of Kanye's face, white people, Jewish people, whoever, need to sit in black people's face and say, hey, build your own shit. Quit complaining about what I do and build your own shit. Do that. Uh, Then you won't have, don't blame me for any of the silliness that you may do. Build your own stuff 
That's a real solution. Hats off to you, Lex, uh, for being man enough to say it. One of, the, one of the things that you see throughout history is that small minority groups, even within a, a broader cultural context, can make a lot of headway. And, and, and there are certain countries in which the minority group will control an entire industry, right? And, and one of the things, and I was saying this to Shamika and TJ, I think a lot of the rappers t tend to mention Jewish people in their lyrics because there's a certain amount of envy there. They said, well, these are the guys, you're talking maybe two, three percent of the population. These are the guys who, who own the buildings in, in parts of Brooklyn, who, um, you know, these are the lawyers, these are the accountants. And my thing is this, I think one of the, the, the best things that anybody could take away from, from these conversations, and this is all different types of issues, anti-Semitism, racism, so on and so on and so forth, is looking at any group of people and saying, that group of people, generally speaking, has tended to be successful across generations on different continents because they do a handful of things. They're faithful to their religion. They, they are dogged about building strong families. Um, they are interested in pursuing excellence in different industries. Um, and they believe in, you know, sort of cooperative economics of one type or another. Any group could, could, could take that pattern and say, we're going to do certain things. Because at the end of the day, Steven Spielberg would make Schindler's List. Steven Spielberg is not going to sign off. And, and a lot of Jewish artists are not going to sign off on things in which people are using the K word, right, slurs for Jewish people. And, and, and you see women in, in, um, in their traditional dress and they're shaking their booty and all sorts of other stuff. And you see little kids with yarmulkes on and they're and they pulling on the reefer. They're not doing that. Okay. Now, they'll say if the black people want to do it, like, you know, what, what Don Corleone said, right? They said sell it, sell it to the Negroes because these people, they'll, they'll do that type of stuff to each other. So it's like... I don't blame other communities, other groups for having high standards. Mm -hmm. I just wish the people who say that they represent black folk would elevate their standards and that we, and this is where the consumers come in, right? Because at the end of the day, we gotta be honest, we have a desire for it. We want the garbage, we wanna eat the garbage. Mm -hmm. And one thing with Shamika and I, we were talking about yesterday, one thing the black Muslims did, the Nation of Islam, this is Elijah Muhammad Farrakhan said, y'all got to get off the pork. They didn't, they didn't say, we're going to boycott Smithfield and Oscar Mayer. They said, no, y'all need to get off the pork. Mm -hmm. It's bad for you. It's bad for your diet. And if you're a person who stays true to that particular belief system, one thing I can know for sure is if I come to your house, you're not going to have ham hocks and, and, and fat back and all sorts of other type of meat in there. And what I'm saying is we have to do the same thing for our culture and say, we have to get off of this garbage. It's killing us from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And until then, I'm not looking to any other group to do that for us. I think that's something we could do for ourselves. The thing I loved about what Lex just he's talking to a billionaire. Right. And he's, you know, you can be a media mogul. You can be a music media mogul. Do it. Yeah, I think that was one of the things Kanye did say in the Drink Champs interview. He said, if anything, I'm jealous. Mm. Like, Jewish people are not pushing this type of uh, information on other Jewish people. They're not killing their kids at the same rate that we are in the black community. So he did actually say that, like, this is something that we have to do better as, as, as black people.
Hmm. And I may be jumping ahead here, but um, if I am, we'll just play the clip when it gets there. But he said, like, I was the face of a label. I just didn't have any idea what I'm doing here. Yeah, yeah. Not sure if we have that clip, but he definitely did say that. Yeah, and, yeah. and so for him, it's like, well, hey, man, you got $2 billion and you're obviously on, like, a world. Kanye says he's got 10 or $11 billion. There you go. So <laughs> yeah. he's on a world-wrecking tour. Well, is this the next step? Because he's not making it clear. Lex is the one who's telling him, hey, start your own stuff and let's go here. If mm. you want to make a difference, you can headline this. Kanye mm -hmm. does say, and I don't know if we have this clip, but he does say in the interview at some point that, that and he wasn't talking about what you're talking about specifically, but he was making the point of like, hey, we were building something, he and the Kardashians. And he, he says something like, Kylie wasn't a billionaire yet. And, and then, but he walks you through, in his mind, all the things that were done to destroy what they were building. Mm. And it indicated to me that Kanye, he didn't fully explain it, but it indicated to me, it was like, oh, so when Kanye and the Kardashians are sitting around at a table, they have a plan for all of these, for them to acquire all this wealth, and here's what we're gonna do to impact culture, and Kanye believes that people set about undermining him, the family, and the whole vision. That that, that this is that there's been a, he, there's some guy named Virgil that he says, is, and I don't know who Virgil is. It's yeah, he's a fa fashion designer who who passed away. I think maybe last year or earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. And he's he, he said something like, "I wouldn't be divorced from Kim right now if X Y Z didn't happen." Yeah. So, because if you follow, if you pat put all of Kanye's interviews together, he sees himself as this amazing influencer, he sees Kim Kardashian as this amazing influencer, and they're acquiring all this wealth. So I can see in Kanye's mind the way he thinks, they're having all these conversations, Kim, me and you are about to change the world, and we're gonna acquire all this, wealth, and we're gonna be the, the controllers of the fashion industry, and mm -hmm. the blah, 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 and he thinks, you know, some people set to tear that whole thing down. Maybe I'm naive, and I, I'm actually, I'm certain I'm naive, so. <laughs> um, if he's actually got 10 or $11 billion, the barrier to entry can't be that high. Fair. I, I agree. So and I'm saying, don't tell me all about the obstacles. Just go get it done. He, he's on a tour right now. 10 or $11 billion, there's not that many people. Gotcha, it's, it's hard though, to do what he, to. to However much money Trump has, whether it's mm -hmm. two billion, three billion, or whatever, he was president of the United States. If you disrupt, if you're a true disruptor, mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. will disrupt you back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, that, that's I mean, that's part of you know market economics is this competition, and nobody's going to give away um, you know the dominance that they've established in a particular field overnight. LeBron found this out when when him and his guys started their their sports agency. A lot of people said, you know, not nice things about it, and they tried to dismiss them. But and, and this is this is where I would love to see this sort of king energy that Kanye West is always talking about. Because there's a difference between saying, "Look, I see the people who are out to do me harm. I don't care what any of them do. I'm going to go get it, yeah. and they're just going to have to deal with me." And saying, "Oh, this person did this, and this person said that, and they tell my wife to do this, and it, it that." Part of it comes across as weak. And, and I'm going to give you a name in terms of a person who has shown that you don't need $11 billion. And people may laugh and snicker, but I have a tremendous amount of respect for Tyler Perry. Now I watch none of the shows. <laughs> That's me laughing and snickering. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but, but, but he showed uh, you can come from homelessness. When, when you are true to your audience and you give them content that they want to see, you can build an empire. He, he, he took over however much of Georgia and he, he uh-huh. has his own studio. Now again, is he gonna, ever going to win an Oscar for, you know, Medea comes home <laughs> from trans surgery? Probably not. That's probably not happening. But he's built a lot of wealth and he doesn't have to go begging with hat in hand to anybody in Hollywood. And he says, I'm going to build this so that I can work with Ava DuVernay. They could be Cicely Tyson spent the last 15 years of her life. Is she, yeah. um, is she still alive? No. Okay. Yeah. The last 15 years of her life, basically playing roles in Tyler Perry movies, right? Yeah. So to me, he is the way you can do it. And even though, again, some of his content, I mean, oh, it's not sure. the most sophisticated stuff, but if, if I had to take 20 Tyler Perrys, I would take 20 Tyler Perrys over one Snoop Dogg. Yeah. in terms of the, the impact of, of what they have in culture. Because he made movies for my mom and my mother-in-law. Older Christian ladies, want to have a good laugh, good clean fun, dress up in a thing, okay, whatever. He's not, he, his movies and his TV shows do not tell black folk that it's cool to kill one another. And in that sense, I can deal with him. Yeah. But these other guys who say that they're, they're so macho and they would, would make fun of Tyler Perry, they're the ones who are always begging somebody. I'm a king, but I need this other person to sign it's, off it's on. It's so funny. And again, I'm going to date myself again. But y'all, everybody knows Master P. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so at the beginning of when, or at the height of No Limit, and mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all, maybe Master P started putting out movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I forget. I got the hookup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> putting out. And so at that time, I would watch the movies because I liked what he was doing. It's like, oh, this dude's trying to make movies. And I kept trying to reach out to him. I was like, man, if somebody was helping y'all write these scripts, you wouldn't be wasting this money. You mm-hmm. could actually put out decent movies. The acting doesn't have to be good if the script, if the narrative is good. But, and I literally was trying to reach out to help him because I was like, ah, mm-hmm. that energy and just, but, you know, can't. Uh, let me. I just want. Let me play this next uh, Kanye clip because I want to make sure we get through them all. And now our culture in uh, poor communities is: oh, everybody's got Draco on them. Everybody's got a gun on them. Oh, if you run up on me on the gas station, I'ma kill you. Hey, you ain't got to talk to me like a man if I haven't killed at least five people. But you know what happens is we can kill five people. We could kill ten people and still be in the media. As long as we play by the the rules, right? Because what will happen is any of these guys that have talked about killing people and different things, unless Trump had pardoned them, right? But let's say even if Trump had pardoned them, they could still go to someone like a a Lil Boozy or Meek Mills or Puff Daddy, anybody, and say, hey, we need you to talk shit about yay right now. And also, you're not allowed, if you do want to vote for Trump or vote outside of what this arrangement is, then we're going to put you in jail. It ain't, we're not going to bring you down. We have this on you. You get what I'm saying? If I had ever killed someone, if I wasn't the bitch with the pink polo on, I wouldn't be able to be the vocal man that I am today. You understand what I'm saying? This is the reason why I'm happy that my gangster disciple brothers kept me from the initiations, which made me feel like a my whole life, right? But now 
I am someone who legally can say this. Other people in my position, they legally cannot speak. They legally cannot speak or they will go to prison. I am in a bit of a glass prison because I don't have say so of where my children go to school. But I'm in a freedom place where I can have this conversation with you right now. And that is, I, I don't like the word breakthrough. You know, that, that's God's hand on this situation. That's mm. one of the best clips. And that's what mm. I was talking about earlier in terms mm. of he's making the argument that I believe. It's like, and, and that's why rap, when they figured out like, man, this is, what a cultural influence. You know, there used to be rap groups called the College Boys, and a lot of the rappers went to college and were educated guys. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they went, nope, we're gonna get everybody that's gang affiliated, uh, has some kind of criminal rap sheet, or mm -hmm. we, we, we've listened to them on wiretaps, talking to other criminals, we got them. And that we'll, now that's who will make the rap stars, and that's why Meek Mill's a rap star, and mm. people act like Dreams and Nightmares is one of the greatest rap songs. Are, it, it's all a phony. Guys that they can control, they build it. Snoop Dogg, I'm, you know, I'm sure he'd be mad if he sees this clip or whatever, but there's a, murder was the case and all that mm -hmm. demonic music and mm -hmm. just being attached to the whole gang culture. These guys can be controlled. Okay. Anytime they want to put these guys down, if it's not, and again, Kanye made the point eloquently, but just to spell it out for anybody, they don't have to get them for murder. They can get them for tax evasion because mm -hmm. these dudes are sloppy. Again, I've known many of them. They don't like to pay their taxes. They're Wesley Snipes types. They all got back taxes. They baby mama drama. Mm. They, they, they just got a bunch of baggage that makes them easy to control. And that's why Kanye said, the reason I can do that, they don't have anything on me. Or I've copped to everything. It's, it's, mm. and again, as I explained earlier, same thing applies to the rest of the media. Let me just put a little bit more meat on them bones because it's not just the HR department. I try to tell people, ever since we moved to these laptops and cell phones in an internet matrix world, Everything you type in, every website you visit, they already know. Mm -hmm. So if you're a closeted dude Ooh. that likes to hunt down gay escorts on the Internet, they know. If you like child porn, mm. they know. If you're cheating on your wife, they know. They got you by the balls. And people used to look at me like I was crazy because of the way I handle myself in a workplace. And, and the, because when you're out in LA and you're on ESPN or Fox Sports or whatever, they, they got a makeup crew that looks like it just came off Instagram. And people, I'm, I look like a weirdo because I'm scared to death of them. And you know, kept in my, like the nice people, I'm not talking bad, I love very good people, loved all of you, and I mean that authentically, you still communicate with some of you or whatever, but in terms of me trying to do any hanky-panky on the job, never happened because I don't want them to have me by the balls. Most of these guys don't have that discipline. 
Mm. Most of these guys are on their internet telling, giving up all their business. They done read your emails. They know who you're tricking with. The whole mm. nine. Mm -hmm. You're all controlled. That was Kanye's point. And so maybe that's one of the barriers to entry that we're talking about. Because I'm like, 10, 11 billion dollars. But you know, we, we've seen it elsewhere. LeBron with Clutch Sports. He's got Lonzo Ball signed up. They got some big names. Um, Rock Nation with Jay-Z, Rihanna signed, right? It's like they got people so long as they're not totally going against the grain. Because even different type of example, Deion Sanders goes in HBCU and gets like the number one recruit in the country, right? And it's like black people are all good with supporting other black people so long as they're not going against something like Kanye. Because mm -hmm. I don't see anybody rallying around Kanye. He could start his own label today, but maybe one of the barriers to entry is what you're talking about. They got all these guys by the balls, and they're like, you go sign with Kanye, good luck. You're going to be in jail. Right. Yeah. Or your marriage will be ruined. Right. Yeah. Or we'll disgrace you. We'll leak the pictures. Again, right. everything's on the internet. Do, do y'all, I don't want to call anybody's name, but prominent broadcaster, they leaked all her naked photos. Mm. And, and, and again, everybody loves, and I've never understood it, and maybe it's because I'm modest or whatever, but just all these dudes are like send out dick pics. This is crazy. You giving people a gun. Right. It's, it's like, it's like I'm gonna wear a big gold chain and hand a criminal a gun right. so they can take my gold chain off yeah. me at any time. Anytime you send one of those out, you've just sent that person the gun they can use to shoot and kill you. Yeah. But people right. love to do it. Yeah, because I saved mine. <laughs> <laughs> you got them all by the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, again, I, I wish that that Kanye would have sort of leaned into the faith that he professes, right? Because what, what I hear him saying is, when you are a man who has no self-control and lives with no integrity, somebody's going to be able to take advantage of you. And as you said, if they if they if they got you by the short hairs, you have one or two choices. You can either cut them off or you can continue to be God. None of those, neither of those is a good choice because you, you end up gelding yourself. And that's why I think a lot of these guys, you know, they, they have a tough exterior. And I, and I really do believe them when they'll say, I'll, I'll shoot an N-word, right? They'll have a lot of smoke for me. Oh, yeah. But, but if, 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 some, if somebody in the media, again, if Leo Cohen tells them to jump, they're going to say how high. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's, it's imperative that people live with integrity. And this is a biblical principle. That's right. Right. When, when you don't do that, when, when the scriptures, when, when, when a man is sleeping with another man's wife, he should know that one of the things that may happen is that he's going to get himself killed. Yeah. So when you're out there and you're living wild and you think I can't be touched, a lot of these athletes, you know, send in, as you said, these all type of pictures in, in the DMs and so on and so forth. <laughs> There's a price to pay for that. But the other thing that was really interesting, and that's, this wasn't his main point, um, there's a perverse incentive within aspects of black culture that says to be authentically black, you have to promote the gangster lifestyle. Um, and the fact that we commodify and glorify that creates an incentive for more and more guys to live that way. Because you mentioned De Niro and you know, you could talk about Clint Eastwood, and sometimes one of, one of my friends, I'm not gonna say who it is, he know who, who it is, <laughs> will say, oh, well, people watch all these movies, da 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 and I say, yeah. But the actors get accolades be because they play a role. The rappers get accolades based on how real they are. Right. So when you actually hear that a guy didn't live the lifestyle, 
his stock goes down. Oh, yeah. But when you hear of a guy, he's like, nah, this guy got bodies on him. You say, man, that's a real, you know what I mean? So what Kanye's saying is, look, I didn't live the gang lifestyle. And by not doing that, I am free to say things that these other guys aren't because, you know, as you said, that they're compromised. I hear that they actually find out what your vice is. Like, if it's coke, they're going to put all the coke in front of you. If it's women, if it's, you know, gays, they give you that, and they catch you in these uh, compromising positions to hold that over your head. But mm. that they say that's a going thing in Hollywood or in the mm. industry, that they actually open all these doors for you. They give you what you love, and mm. they get you in these positions to then be able to use that against you. You know what I hear when you say that? I hear Satan. Yeah. The tempter. Mm. That says, did God really say? Oh, yeah. Because of the way some of these guys, some of them were brought up in, in you know, religious families. And, and when, when somebody says, look, we got Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson coming, not the real Jimmy Johnson. Right? We got Jim Jones coming, not the real Jim Jones. But we got <laughs> yeah, somebody <right>. coming. <laughs> this is his sin number. Uh-huh. Go get some of that from the vault. And we're going to lay it out in front of him. And when he comes and he says, oh, boy, and he has no discipline, and he says, uh-huh. oh, this is exactly what I like. That's what I hear. That's what I, when I, when I read the scriptures, that's exactly what I get, right? It's like, no, you're, you're being, te- your temptation is drawing you away. Oh, yeah. You're led away by your own lust. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. I'm going to unpack this very carefully. I was... I, a television executive had me and my agent out to dinner, and uh, hey, of all the women on our network, uh, which one would you want to bang? <laughs> and I hemmed and hawed, and then they circled back, asked it a different way, and I eventually said, who I found the most attractive. And within two weeks, that person asked me uh, to take them to an event. And uh, uh, God intervened. Mm. And and, uh, I left, you know, I initially went to the event and then I just, I went to the bathroom and left. I just, they're not gonna get me. You, and, you went to the event with that person? Yeah. Okay. And But I, I left. I said, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. Had you already picked up the tab? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say what the event was because yeah. I don't want to give out too many details. But there, there was no tab. We just, I okay. went to the event and I just excused myself to the bathroom and went home. It was just too, I was like, this is too good to be true. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. honeypot. Yeah. I mean, this is classic. I don't even want to say my age, but I'm just like, this don't make no sense. It don't add up. I'm a nice guy and all that, but this is just, just throwing a 10 in my lap for, you know, I ain't putting no work in the setup. Yeah. And so I'm telling you, people think that Kanye's stupid or mm. that. Uh, all these conspiracy theories, they just don't understand how that industry works and how money works. I, I can give you another example uh, that's more in the fantasy world. Uh, I think the show was called Gamara. 
and it's about the Italian mafia over in Italy. Hmm. And I think it's season one of Gamar or whatever. And it's, it's just a grittier version of any of the mafia stuff that we love over here, mm. The Sopranos or Godfather. It's just like a really gritty, like this is how the mob is over in Italy. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I picked up from Gamar was, it's like over in Italy, if they're gonna let you into their little secret society and all this wealth and control or whatever, man, they're gonna make you jump through some hoops mm -hmm. and it's gonna be brutal. One of the scenes was, in Gamara was, this mafia Don got this young soldier that wants to be in the life and they got some dispute or whatever. And just out of nowhere, the mafia Don whips this thing out, picks up a cup, pisses in the cup, hands it to this dude, tells him to drink it. Dude drinks it. That's how bad he wants to be in the mob. And that's like, that didn't get him in the mob, but it's just like there's a series of things that they put you through before they let you in. And that's what it's like in the celebrity world when people are paying you millions of dollars. They want to control you. They want information on you. They, and again, this is the, like the mistake that they probably feel like they made with Kanye is we don't let this man become a billionaire and we can't fully control him. Uh, and that's why they're destroying him. But there is an initiate, the Illuminati, whatever you want to call it, the Millionaire's Club, there is things you have to go through and dirt they have to get on you to be able to control you before they just hand you that money. And it's, it's part of the reason why, and I'm not making excuses, I'm not trying to gloat, but part of the reason why everybody was always uncomfortable with me is because I just wouldn't give them that dirt. Mm. And because I didn't want to be, a part of it that bad. I did want to be a part of it, but not that bad that I was going to fully compromise myself and give them information to control me. Mm. I don't want to be controlled by them. And Kanye, and this may be the clip where he talks about, I think we got one or two more clips to play, uh, where he talks about who he really wants to answer to. Let, let's play the next clip. And even with those drawbacks, losing my wife, losing my friend, uh, uh, exhaustion, um, all of these late night tweets that piss off an entire group, you know, like this, the frustration still there. We work, I work for God and God runs the world and we'll see what, we'll see what happens. But in those words, don't you feel that being split up, don't you feel you're doing the thing that you stand against, which is playing victim? Aren't you playing victim to the forces in the world. I didn't play victim. I didn't even get a chance to play. I just said I was about to. I said like this, like. No, you played pretty damn well. Um, what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean about to? You're like one of the greatest designers in history, fashion designers. You were playing. What do you, right. you are playing. What does that even I thought, mean? I thought you were referring to the tweet. Saying oh, I'm all of victim it. there. Well, there's a full set of things that you're under attack for the tweet and everything beyond that but like you're you're blaming not blaming but you're saying that the jewish media the jewish record labels the jewish people forget jewish or not media, doesn't matter it's playing victim right ultimately i am fighting a battle in the spiritual form 
And anyone that believes in God and is looking at this interview would agree with that. And I just so happen to be a bright part of God's army. I'm fighting for us to live. The greatest gift is life itself. I am pro-life. I am pro-God. I believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior and died for our sins. That's, I, I, he, he's not the perfect executioner of it, mm. but I actually believe he believes that. Mm. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, he's trying to do to the best of his ability to be in that army. Yeah, I said to them earlier, like, I don't think it's coincidence that um, Jay-Z was Jehovah, mm. Kanye was Jesus, like, mm. you know, Jesus, and now he's kind of being crucified. Like, I don't, mm. it's not coincidence to me that he's kind of gone down this path for, for a long time, and now it's just like, this is the big showdown. Mm. I, I mean, I, we've heard Kanye make similar professions of faith. That, that was an extremely clear one, and I appreciate that. But it just, it, it goes back to the, to the issue with him, right? Because you rewind that an hour and 30 minutes, and he's talking about getting down and somebody kissing his private parts, right? So it's like the, the same spring is giving both fresh water and salt water. Um, and, and I don't know if that's, if that's an indication of unregeneration, right? That he's not truly saved and converted, or if it's a sign of spiritual immaturity. Um, I, I can't say, and the good thing is that I don't have a heaven nor to put nobody in or the hell to keep them out of. But so ultimately, God is going to be the one to, to judge him and the profession of his faith. But that is not something that you're going to hear most rappers say um, at any point in, in their career. And I, and I respect Kanye for that. And I, I hope that if, if he is tr serious about his faith, that he continues to mature and, and walk that out. And maybe we'd see a different and more refined Kanye where he can say, no, nah, these, these people, regardless of what their, their ethnicity is, these are agents of darkness. And I, Kanye West, am no longer going to be a part of that. So sorry, little Nas X. You got to call somebody else if you want to do another, you know, prison video. Mm -hmm. I genuinely hope Kanye's saved. I do. Um, but I, I continue to compare him to Donald Trump because mm. Kanye can do so much good even if he's not on the perfect track. Mm -hmm. and, and this sort of profession just opens people's eyes. Like, just go check it out. There's a guy worth 10, 11 billion dollars who's maybe, probably, committing career suicide, and a lot of it's on the back of just professing your faith. Mm -hmm. right. Donald Trump did a lot of this. Remember that prior to Trump, everybody acts like this wasn't a thing. There was a war on saying Merry Christmas, mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah. It was a happy holidays, just a, yeah. keep everything to yourself. And Donald Trump came out for four straight years and said, Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm. He's like, we're not doing this war on Christmas. The, the pro-life justices, three of them, he got all three on there and he's saving millions of babies' lives. I don't know if Donald Trump is saved. A lot of people would tell you probably not based on the things that he says. And, two Corinthians. Yes, two Corinthians, <laughs> two Corinthians, right? Um, but I'm telling you, he was so effective in helping this country yeah. and a lot of people yeah, and, yeah. and helping the Christian movement. Heard it in some ways, but helping guys like us be able to talk more openly, right? He came in as the guy who was the ultimate target. So now the stuff me and Delano and you guys say, it's like, it sounds like nothing compared to the bombs that Trump 
put out there, right? Because we can be more articulate, we can more, be more thoughtful. And so that's the way I view Kanye. I, I don't know if he's saved, again, genuinely hope so, but he's a guy that is creating space for exploration, particularly in the Christian world. I, I would say this, I, I, right there with you, who knows about any of us other than you know ourselves, what we know about ourselves. Uh, I, I, I tend to be more lenient with Kanye just because I, I feel like I have a understanding of what fame and wealth does to the mind mm. and it, it, it's not good. Mm. And, and, and then I've certainly, you know, again, I believe Kim Kardashian's a witch and uh, I've dealt with a witch and uh, you know, a sexual demon that, that man, they're hard to shake. Mm. Uh, and so I just think he's, his walk is gonna look a lot different than a lot of people's. Same goes for Donald Trump, who knows what, you know, he held up a Bible upside down and two Corinthians and you know, all the other stuff he, he does. But, Again, if I grew up in his family and had his wealth, and had, maybe I'd be the same thing. Mm -hmm. who, who knows? Uh, but anyway, uh, thank you guys for an awesome conversation. Uh, Kanye thing. We didn't get to Stacey Abrams, and maybe mm. we'll do. I w you know, we're going to see you on Thursday. Actually, we're not. Gonna, I'm. I'm a little worn out. Uh, the cookout wore me out, and. Uh, I'm going to take a break tomorrow, but we'll be back on Thursday. See you.